Well, I have been so excited about the chance to tell you a story today, one of my very, very favorite stories. And um, as most of you know, if you come to church here at Christ Church very often, uh, the stories that I tell are, are stories from the Bible. And this story that I'm going to tell you today is based on the greatest story of the entire Bible. It's the story of what God did of who? Of Jesus. I'm so glad you didn't say Rudolph. I was, I was nervous. You might say Rudolph. Yeah, we remember today on Christmas Day, this is the birthday of Jesus, isn't it? It's his special birthday. And we remember how Jesus started out his life in a wooden manger, something like this, right? Just like that wooden manger. Does anybody remember what town the wooden manger was in? Yes. Where was it? It was in Bethlehem. That's exactly right. And, and Jesus was God himself come into the world to show us his love. And, and Jesus, as he grew up from that little baby into a, uh, a, a child and then a teenager and then an adult, was one of the most, was the most loving person that ever walked this earth. And he taught people about how we are supposed to care for each other how we're supposed to recognize in every single face we see somebody precious and to give our gifts to them. And then he showed us in the most amazing way of all that, that he didn't just talk about these things, he lived these things. And he gave his life for us upon a cross so that we would have the forgiveness of our sins and that we would be one day able to go and live with God forevermore. And that's why at Easter time, right in that same spot where we have that wooden manger, we have a wooden cross at Easter time to remind us of how God gave himself, Jesus gave himself upon that cross because he loved us. So every time we celebrate Christmas, we also think a little bit about Good Friday and Easter. Remember that the reason why the baby Jesus came was to give his life as a gift for us upon that cross. And the story that I'm going to tell you today is going to take those two big ideas and pull them together in, in, in a marvelous way. The story takes place in a forest in the wintertime. How many of you have ever been in a forest in the wintertime? Raise your hand, boys and girls. Have you been in a forest in the wintertime? I bet you have. Well, this particular forest was a, a deep and dark forest, and it was on Christmas Eve that this story took place. I heard this story on Christmas Eve when I was very young. And even though I didn't really understand the Christian message, I wasn't even a follower of Jesus yet, that story made such a deep impression upon me that I think it was part of the way God uh, helped me uh, to get ready to one day understand the wonder of Christmas and, and Easter. And I hope this story will have that uh, same impact on you. Now I want you to imagine that if, if the world was like a giant forest, Imagine what God, which of the animals of the forest would God be most like? The mysterious, wonderful, awesome God. I wonder which animal in the forest God would be most like. Any guesses? Which animal you imagine God to be like? What's your guess? You think God might be like a lamb. Ooh, I like that. It's a great, you know, the Bible tells us that Jesus was like a lamb who gave himself for our sake. In this particular story, I imagine God to be like a great silver wolf. 
the most powerful, awesome creature in the entire forest. And if you and I were in the forest and we were like an animal, I imagine we would be like... Little bunny. We might be like a little bunny. And so this story, because it brings together Christmas and Easter, and because it reminds us of the love of God, this is a story I'm going to call The Christmas Bunny. Are you ready to listen to it? The Christmas Bunny? This is called The Christmas Bunny. Not the Easter Bunny, but The Christmas Bunny. So listen to the story. It was written by a pastor named Martin Bell, and I invite you to listen to the tale of the Christmas Bunny. Once upon a time, in a large forest, there lived a very furry bunny. He had one lop ear, a tiny black nose, and unusually shiny eyes, and his name was Barrington. Barrington was not really a very handsome bunny, to tell the truth. He was brown and speckled, and his ears didn't really stand upright, but, but Barrington could hop and he was, as I've said, very, very furry. In a way, winter is fun for bunnies. After all, it gives them an opportunity to hop in the snow and then to turn around and to see where they've just hopped. So in a way, winter was fun for Barrington. But in another way, winter made Barrington sort of sad. For you see, winter marked the time when all of the animal families got together in their cozy homes to celebrate Christmas. Barrington could hop, and he was very funny, furry, but as far as Barrington knew, he was the only bunny in that entire forest. Well, when Christmas Eve finally came, Barrington did not feel like going home all by himself. So he decided he would hop for a while in the clearing at the very center of the forest. Hop, hop, hippity hop. Barrington made tracks in the fresh fallen snow. Hop, hop, hippity hop. And then he cocked his head and he looked at the beautiful designs that he had made. Bunnies, he thought to himself, can hop. And they are very warm, too, because of how furry they are. But Barrington didn't really know for sure whether that was true, because he had never actually met another bunny. Well, when it got too dark to see the tracks that he was making, Barrington made up his mind to go home. On his way, however, he passed a large oak tree. High in the branches, there was a great deal of excited chattering going on. And Barrington looked up. It was a squirrel family up there. What a marvelous time they, they seemed to be having. Hello up there, cried Barrington. Hello down there, came the reply. Having a, a Christmas party, said Barrington. Oh, yes, answered the squirrels. It's Christmas Eve. Everybody's having a Christmas party. May I come to your party? Said Barrington softly. Are you a squirrel? No. What are you then? A bunny. A bunny? <laughs> yes, a bunny. Well, how 
can you come to the party if you're a bunny? Bunnies can't climb trees, said the squirrel. That's true, said Darrington thoughtfully. But I, but I can hop, and I'm, and I'm furry and very warm. Well, we're sorry, called the squirrels. We don't know anything about hopping and being furry, but we do know that in order to come to our house, you have to be able to climb trees. Oh, well, said Barrington. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, chattered the squirrels. And the unfortunate bunny hopped on off towards his tiny house. Well, it was just beginning to snow when Barrington reached the river. And near the river, there was a, a wonderfully constructed bank, a wonderfully constructed house of sticks and mud. And inside, there was singing. What do you think was going on inside that house? What animal was inside that, that stick house? Yes, what do you think? Very good guess. Beavers, that was the guess. It's, it's the beavers, thought Barrington. Maybe they will let me come to their party. And so he knocked on the door. Who's out there? called a voice. Barrington Bunny, he replied. And there was a long pause, and then a shiny beaver head broke up through the water. Hello, Barrington, said the beaver. May I come to your Christmas party? asked Barrington. The beaver thought for a while, and then he said, I suppose so. Do, do you know how to swim? No, said Barrington, but, but, but I can hop and I'm very warm and furry. Sorry, said the beaver. I don't know anything about being furry and hopping, but I do know that in order to come to our house, you do have to be able to swim. Oh, well, Barrington muttered, his eyes filling with tears. I suppose that's true. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, called the beaver. And he disappeared beneath the surface of the water. Even as furry as, as he was, Barrington was starting to get cold. And the snow was falling now so hard that his tiny bunny eyes could scarcely see what was out ahead of him. He was almost home, however, when he heard the excited squeaking of field mice beneath the ground. It's a party, thought Barrington. And suddenly he blurted out through his tears, Hello, field mice! This is Barrington Bunny. May I come to your party? But the wind was howling so loudly, and Barrington was sobbing so much that no one heard him. And when there was no response at all, Barrington just sat down in the snow, and he began to cry with all of his might. Bunnies, he thought, they aren't any good to anyone. What good is it to be furry and to be able to hop if you don't have any family on Christmas Eve? And Barrington cried, and he cried. And when he stopped crying, he began to bite on his bunny's foot. But he did not move from where he was sitting in the snow. Suddenly, Barrington realized he was not alone anymore. He looked up and he strained his shiny eyes to see who was there. And to his surprise, he saw a great silver wolf. 
The wolf was large and strong, and his eyes flashed fire. He was the most beautiful animal that Barrington had ever, ever seen. And for a long time, the silver wolf didn't say anything at all. He just stood there and looked at Barrington with those amazing eyes of his. Those amazing eyes. And then slowly and deliberately, the wolf began to speak. Barrington, he asked in a gentle voice, why are you sitting in the snow? Because it's Christmas Eve, said Barrington, and, and I don't have any family, and bunnies aren't any good to anyone. Bunnies are too good, said the wolf. Bunnies can hop, and they are very warm. What, what good is that, Barrington sniffed. It is very good indeed, the wolf went on because it is a gift that bunnies are given. A free gift with no strings attached. And every gift that is given to anyone is given for a reason, Barrington. Someday you will see why it is good to hop and to be warm and furry. But it's Christmas, moaned Barrington, and I, I'm all alone and I don't have any family at all. Of course you do, replied the great silver wolf. All of the animals in the forest, Barrington, are your family. And then the wolf disappeared. He simply wasn't there anymore. Barrington had only blinked his eyes, and when he looked, the wolf was gone. All of the animals in the forest are my family, thought Barrington. It, it's good to be a bunny. Bunnies can hop. That's a gift. And then he said it again. It's a gift. A free gift. On to the night, Barrington worked. First, he found the very best stick that he could, and that was difficult because of all that snow then hop, hop, hippity hop, to Beaver's house he went. He left the stick just outside the door with a note on it that read, here is a good stick for your house. It's a gift, a free gift, no strings attached, signed, a member of your family. It's a good thing that I can hop, he thought, because the snow is very deep now. Then Barrington dug. And he dug and he dug, and soon he had gathered together enough dead leaves and grass to make the squirrel's nest even warmer. Hop, hop, hippity hop. And he laid the grass and the leaves just under the large oak tree, and he attached this message, a gift, a free gift from a member of your family. It was late when Barrington finally started home. And what made things worse was that he knew that a blizzard was beginning. Hop, hop, hippity hop. And soon poor Barrington was completely lost. The wind howled furiously, and it was very, very cold. It certainly is cold, he said out loud. It's a good thing I'm so furry, but if I don't find my way home pretty soon, even I might freeze. And then he heard it. Squeak! Squeak! 
And then Barrington saw it. It was a baby field mouse lost in the snow, and the little mouse was crying. Hello, little mouse, Barrington called. Don't cry, I'll be right there, hippity hop. And Barrington was beside the tiny mouse. I'm lost, sobbed the little fellow. I'll never find my way home, and I just know I'm going to freeze. You won't freeze, said Barrington. I'm a bunny, and bunnies are very furry and warm. You stay right where you are, and I'll cover you up. And Barrington lay on top of the little mouse, and he hugged him tight. And the tiny fellow felt himself surrounded by warm fur. And he cried for a little while, but soon, snug and warm, he fell fast asleep. Barrington had only two thoughts that long, cold night. First, he thought, it's good to be a bunny. Bunnies are very furry and warm. And then, when he felt the heart of the tiny mouse beating regularly, he thought, all of the animals in the forest are my family. The next morning, the field mice found their little boy. He was asleep in the snow. He was warm and snug beneath the furry carcass of a dead bunny. Their relief and excitement was so great that they didn't even think to question where the bunny had come from. And as for the beavers and the squirrels, they still wonder which member of their family had left the little gift for them that Christmas Eve. After the field mice had left, Barrington's frozen body simply lay there in the snow. And there was no sound except that of the howling wind. And no one anywhere in the forest noticed the great silver wolf who came to stand beside that little brown lop-eared carcass. But the wolf did come, and he stood there without moving or saying a word keeping watch over his beloved bunny all Christmas Day until it was night, and then he disappeared into the forest. Would you bow your heads with me, and we're going to pray. Dear God, this kind of feels like a sad story. But it also feels like a very beautiful story. Jesus told us that greater love has no one than this, that they lay down their life for their friends. And we thank you, Lord, for the picture of that kind of love that would lay down its very life to save a friend like Barrington did. 
Thank you for the way that this story reminds us that Jesus loves us that much with a love like Barrington had for all of the animals in the forest. But we also thank you that you, God, loved Jesus so much that you didn't leave him lying alone when he died. But you came and you raised him up to a new life that is joyful and free and forever with you in heaven. And we thank you that because of your love, we never need to be afraid, even of death, because you can make all things new. This Christmas, God, help us to remember that though the people around us may not look exactly like us, they may not live just like us, but they are all members of our family. So send us forth from this place in this season and in this year ahead to love others with all of the gifts that each of us has. For we pray in the name of Jesus and all of God's children said, Amen. 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 Thanks, boys and girls. You can head on back to your seats. Thank you. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you.